You are listening to the Kairos Des Moines podcast. Again, thank you so much for spending your evening here uh, with this super bizarre season uh, that we are in. The goal is that we want to have a safe place for people to explore what faith means for them. And anybody listening around, uh, this won't happen in the parking lot every Wednesday. This is just a special sneak peek for anybody. Uh, We're going to have this in the building every uh, 7 p.m. on every Wednesday. Uh, And so uh, God bless you all, all construction workers. Jed, you didn't hear you were getting some applause. So uh, super grateful to have you guys over there as well. Uh, No matter what your experience has been uh, with faith or church or any of that, Kairos, our goal is uh, to help people claim faith for themselves. You see, we've all been handed a particular life perspective, experience, all of those kinds of things. Um, We have been handed a specific way that we've, uh, either by what's been told to us or by uh, what's been demonstrated to us from our parents, from whoever helped raise us, from whatever communities that we grew up in. And the interesting thing is um, that college is such a, one of the reasons why college is a really formative time, not just because you're hopefully learning a lot, but this is a time where students are able to claim what is true for themselves. You guys are actually figuring out what you actually think about the world around you because you're out for the very first time. And that's really exciting in a lot of ways and can also be really daunting. And the thing is, is maybe you didn't even know this was a thing you were going to have to do, but you have to claim your worldview, your decisions, and your ambitions around all different sorts of things for yourself. And if you don't, then all of a sudden you're just living some sort of version of what somebody else wanted for you. Maybe you started off in school studying one specific thing and then realized, oh, I, I'm actually at all. This is just something that, that my parents wanted me to do. I've actually always wanted to do X, Y, or Z. And so then you have a conversation about that. But the thing is, is that you, you might even know somebody who is like out on the next stage of life and seems to be killing it, like seems to be successful, seems to be really doing a great job, uh, seems to have all the things that should make a human being happy. But at the end of the day, they feel really trapped because they're just living someone else's version of who they should be instead of the passions that God has put in their heart. So uh, our invitation is always to be to figure out what that is for you. Now, um, that's true for all of these different areas of life. You're figuring that out for your finances, for your dreams, for your professions, and certainly for your faith. So um, sometimes, whether that's exactly like what's been expected of you, whether that's somewhere in the middle or somewhere completely different, the goal to live into what God has for you. So this is true for faith as well. So we want to be a safe place where you can figure that out. Now, make no mistake, Lutheran Church of Hope and myself um, and, and all of the leadership here, we are going to always preach that there is a God that loves you so much so that to manifest in the world and die for you. Um, a God that loves you, that believes in you, and will never leave you. Um, but regardless of whether you're at that point or not, or anybody else that you'd ever want to bring with you, um, we're glad to walk alongside you wherever, whatever that looks like. Now, uh, all of this is a little like up in the nebulous, like up in our heads. Uh, and I'm very scared of bats, fun fact. And so when I hear what I think are bats sometimes, if I just like have a mental breakdown, then we'll know what's going on. Anyway, um, all of this can be a little bit up in our heads. So like maybe we could, because 
I, one thing that I always want to be the case is this isn't something that happens on Wednesday night, and you're like, man, Chris, Jed, Jed sang really well. Whoever else is in the worship band, Kaler, who you might have met last week, is a very good singer. Uh, you're like, man, the worship team really killed it. Chris made sense part of the time, so that was nice. And But then, like, the rest of the week happens. They're like, man, like, Wednesday was cool, but the rest of it is fine. Like, back to the real world. I want whatever we do on Wednesday night to matter and inform the rest of the week. That's a really important piece of our faith. And so here, let's bring it back down to earth. 2020 sucks. It is what it is. And I actually hate when people blame 2020 because 2020 is not a sentient entity. Like 2020 did not choose to deal with a pandemic, racial, uh, systemic racism, uh, wildfires, divisive politics, and a host of other things. It didn't choose to do that. That's just something that's happened. This year is a mix for, um, this year is a mix of random things, seemingly random things happening to us and a bunch of things happening through us, meaning we are dealing with the repercussions of our own terrible actions for years and years and years. It's a mix of those things. But here's the thing, regardless of how you feel about any of that, wherever um, you are with any one of those particular things, you as a college student are still dealing with one of the weirdest, most bizarre years that we've ever seen. We have student athletes who don't know if they'll be able with their eligibility. We have Greek organizations that can't all get together under the one roof that defines them. Not to mention all of you are, who are having to navigate classes in some of the weirdest, most like bizarre circumstances ever. Not just so you're trying to figure out which building things are in, but if it's your on or your off day or your hybrid, whether you're in person, whether you're supposed to be on the computer, what phase of the moon it is that seems to see, like be what things are defined as. Whatever. Now at the same time, regardless of whether this 2020 thing happened or not, you're still at that point in life where you're trying to make these difficult decisions for yourself. You're still at that point where you're trying to figure out what's next in your life and where you stand with all of that. You're still in the stage of becoming who you're made to be, so you wouldn't be the first person that I've talked to to talk about how this is a really difficult season, not just because of COVID, but because of the season that you're in. I just know, especially people stepping in maybe to college for the first time or, or um, are in a new stage of life, this is hard for people for a long time because that's what it means to become and be in transition to the next stage of who God made you to be as a full-fledged adult in the world. College is hard. Spoiler alert, you already all know that. But so what we're going to talk about tonight, I was like, what do we talk about the first time that we get together? What we're going to talk tonight, daring decision. And we at Hope really like alliteration, so I apologize for that already. But daring decisions, meaning like in your personal life as or as you start to navigate your professional life and what that looks like, maybe it's making a daring decision in your relationships, whether that's not necessarily, when I say that, I feel like a lot of college people think romantically, but what I mean is a daring decision just in your life in general, in your friendships, in your professional relationships, and yes, in your fit be in the midst of it. So uh, I was talking to my friend Ashley recently, who's actually about to become a full-fledged pastor at Hope Ankeny, uh, which is really exciting. We need more uh, female pastors in our church and in churches in general. And one of the most difficult lines that we have to manage, according to Ashley, and this is a really, really good point, I thought, she says one of the most difficult things in making a big decision is whether we're going to make daring decisions in a positive way, aka a faithful decision, a foolish decision. Again, alliteration, faithful or foolish. But 
we've all been around people who make foolish, daring decisions. I could uh, climb up there after all those nice gentlemen leave and jump off the building because I think it would be fun. That would be a very daring, a very daring decision, and it would be stupid. Um, we know people who make versions of those decisions all the time. What does it mean to make a faithful decision? Because sometimes what we do is we label foolish decisional ones. What we try to do a lot of times is we try to like align those and we convince ourselves that what we want to do is what we should do. Listen, totally. Like I thought about it for three seconds. It sounds like a good idea. Um, we do that all the time, but sometimes the opposite is also true, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. Sometimes we know exactly what the next right step is. We know exactly what the decision that we should make is. It's right there. We can't do it because it's really, really hard. And one of the most prevalent examples of trying to argue yourself out of a good decision has to do with our insecurities. You might say to yourself, I know somebody should do this thing, but like, oh, but not me. Like somebody else should like lead ministry. Like somebody else should invite friends to church. Like somebody else should like volunteer for this specific thing. Like somebody else should do that. I'm not blank enough. I'm not cool enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the right uh, expertise or the right um, like life's experience. I'm not fill in the blank enough. All of us at some point have had the thought, I am not fill in the blank enough, whatever that means for you. We see this all the time in ministry. People love to come up to, like, I'm just using me as an example, but Jed, Eric, any of these other folks, they walk up and they're like, hey, Pastor Chris, you should, you should start, and then they'll, it's like a Bible study or something. Sometimes it's so drastically specific that you know it would be a personal passion point for, for that particular person. And if you've ever talked to anybody at Hope, I, I can only speak for me, but I'm going to guess you're going to get the same answer anywhere. What we say is, that is such a fantastic idea. You should lead that thing. That's not because we're trying to farm things off, but we see an opportunity for somebody to step in and lead in their faith in something. And we get the funniest <laughs> looks on people's faces when we say that. Me? No, 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 you don't understand. I'm like, I'm not the right person to do that. I'm not like a leader. I just like want to do it. And sometimes it really does come from a place of people wanting to be spiritual consumers instead of spiritual contributors. Now, that's, that's a whole different conversation, but I would say, and maybe that's part of it for you, uh, but what I'd like to focus on is that sometimes we just don't think that we're good enough. Sometimes we just don't think that we're equipped enough, that we're not strong enough or good enough is for you. We don't think that we're qualified. But tonight, I would like to take that insecurity away from all of you because I think that God has something else for us. So the question that we're asking is, what do you do? How do you make a difficult choice, a daring decision, if you will, when you don't feel qualified? What happens when you don't believe in yourself? Luckily, the Bible has something to say about this, basically the entire thing. Uh, but one of my favorite characters in the Bible also happens to be a perfect example by the name of Moses. Somebody that, even if you're peripherally aware of the Bible, you might be aware of Moses. Now, Moses had a lot of decade-defining decisions to make, difficult, daring decisions. I'm thinking of all the Ds I can think of. Um, and Moses did that because he led people for a really long time. But what we're going to talk about tonight is one of the first difficult decisions that Moses had to make. So uh, in Exodus chapter 3, it's the second uh, book in the Bible, 
We look at, uh, by the third test already, give it, been given up in a baby in a basket, raised to believe he was royal, then told he was actually a part of the slave class. He murders a dude and then runs away and lives as a shepherd in the desert. Classic, like, freshman, sophomore year stuff, right? But he goes looking for a sheep on a mountain because he's become, he's lived basically what he thinks is his whole life. He's found his lot in life. He's given up on all that other stuff. He's just trying to live, right? Just trying to stay in his lane. And then God shows up. The God of the universe shows up in front of Moses and says, I've heard that my people, and he lists all the different groups, are in trouble. And he lists all these different groups of people that are across the, across the world and, and in Egypt where he comes from. He starts to list all these different tribes of Israel. And the funny thing is, I'm sure Moses is thinking at the beginning, why, why are you, what does this have to do with me, weird burning bush? Like, why me all of these people that are struggling? And then God says, you're going to go fix it. So if you have a phone, feel free. A study show, if you see it text in front of you, your, uh, it sticks in your brain in a different way, or your brain will make more and more meaningful connections. Educational majors, say amen. There we go. Um, so Exodus, we're going to flip to chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 11. Exodus chapter verse 11. You can even just Google it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. I'm reading out of the NIV. Uh, so Moses says to God after God's like, hey, you're going to go do this thing. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be there with you, and this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you bring them out of Egypt, you'll worship me on this mountain, which I'm guessing maybe he had some other things about on his mind besides where they'd go worship afterwards. But he, uh, he has a lot of excuses to make, and so he keeps going. So going to chapter 4, he basically for an entire chapter makes excuses, and as an example, the beginning of chapter 4, Moses answers in verse 1, what if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, hey, the Lord didn't appear to you? Basically, Moses makes excuses for like another several verses. Interesting thing. They always have everything to do with everyone else. Moses goes like, God, they're not going to believe me. Like, what if they don't think it's a great idea? Like, what if they can do the miracles that you do? Like, what if they... And it's always kind of has to do with that until verse 10, the real truth comes out. In chapter 4, verse 10, Moses says to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I've never been eloquent. Neither in the past spoken to your servant. Basically, like, I've already talked to God and I'm still not good at talking. I am slow of speech and tongue. This is one of my favorite passages in all of the Bible because it reminds me of every day that ends with why. <laughs> because Moses, what Moses is basically saying, I think applies to all of us, even though uh, I believe that m many of you probably have not had the experience of speaking to God for, in a burning bush, is God, you're great. You're good. You, like, are really good. Like, you do incredible things in the world. Yes, you will do miracles. You will do incredible things. I'm the problem. God, yeah, you can do all those things, but, like, I'm the one who's going to mess it up. You can't trust me to lead this. I just don't know how it's going to go. And 
God's response is something that I hope that we write into our hearts. If you're looking for a tattoo, here's one to be etched into uh, our thoughts over the next week. If you look in verse 11, chapter 4, verse 11, the Lord says to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who made them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and teach you what to say. And Moses isn't done complaining or doubting himself from there, but I think that God's response is so important. God basically says, you're worried about your mouth? I made your mouth. The God that you believe in, the God who makes your mouth, is also the God who made your miracles. The God who makes miracles also made your mouth, and I am going to be with you. God says, I won't leave you. And here's the thing. I just wonder how many of us need to hear that and, like, really hear it. Because the first thing, if you look back, the first, one of the first miracles that God promises to do with Moses, Moses is like, well, what if they don't believe me? God says, just, what, what are you holding? Oh, a staff. Throw that down and it'll become a snake. That's how you'll see. Don't miss what God did. God used whatever was in Moses' hand to become a miracle. My question for us to consider this week is this. What is God going to use that you're holding to do a miracle? And turn into a snake? I don't, I mean, listen, maybe God's wild sometimes. But what, what is God going to do more than you could ever expect based off of something that is true about your life? Literally holding in your hand. And I'm also not talking about something that somebody else has. I'm talking about your specific situation in life your talents, your life circumstance, your passions. What do you have that is, makes you uniquely you that God is going to you incredible things in the world? Because God wants to do that. And God won't stop trying to do that. What is God going to use that's in your hand to do a miracle? Because sometimes making a daring decision is saying yes, even when you don't believe in yourself, because God believes in you. God believes in you. That's not saying that we're perfect people. That's not saying that we won't continue what we're broken, flawed people, and we are going to continue to mess up. That's what it means to be a human in the world. But God believes in you. God calls that goodness out of us. So I, I always want this to be, like I said, applicable to everybody. And so I always have a challenge. This is something that I like to do. Um, the challenge is this. What is one step? I don't want you to go and intellectually think about this. My, my, my challenge is this. What is one step towards God use whatever is in your hand as a miracle? What do you have in your life? Maybe it's a passion. Maybe it's a hobby. I'm not talking about job stuff. What, is, what do you have? I mean, it could be job stuff. But I mean, like, what is in your life, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a passion, whether that's life circumstance, whether that's a certain friend who needs something, and you are just in the position to talk to that one person who's more alone than anybody this week? Phone call to the family member that only listens to you. It could be a lot of different things. But what is one step if you can't think, if it seems too big, you're thinking too big. What's the very next thing that you can do this week that says, God, use what I got to do something special this week? Make a daring decision 
say yes to a God that loves you more than anything because that God is going to be next to your way through. 2020 is not done. <laughs> There's going to be crazy things that happen. I forget, I read something else in the news the other day that it was like, it wasn't murder hornets, but it was like something like that. And it was just like so insane, but everybody just kind of shrugged and was like, yeah, of course. 2020 will not su stop surprising us, but we worship a God who's been surprising us since way before 2020, who's been calling us into the next thing for our lives, both as a church community and as individuals who follow God. Say yes this week to what God wants to do in your life. I am so excited to get to be with you. It's hard to start new things, it, especially during this season, but you said yes to showing up here tonight. God honors that, so thank you. I am so encouraged by it, and I hope that you are too. Continue to say yes to whatever your life. Take that next step, because making a daring decision means saying yes to a God that believes in you. Let me pray before we worship. Lord God, we, we thank you for the opportunity to say yes to you. Thank you for being a God that could snap your fingers and fix everything. But instead, God, you're so good that you use us. So God, help us to be the way that you love people in this world. Help us to say yes to all the invitations. And help us to love people and love ourselves, God, the way that you see us. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and strong feet to walk the path. It is in your good name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Our invitation, if you're like a processor and you need to think through some things, the invitation is to receive the song as you will. If you need to stay seated, feel free to stay seated. If you're a journaler, journal. If you're a tweeter, tweet. <laughs> this song is our gift to you. But as we continue, um, if you wish, I invite you to stand. We'll worship together. darkness tries to roll over my bones when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own when brokenness and pain is old no I won't be shaken no I won't be shaken cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, shame no longer has a place to There's power. There's power. 
So as we close, receive this blessing. This week, while there will be many reasons to lie down in fear, may you stand, may you stand in the love of God. Instead of creeping away or shying away from the opportunities in front of you to make a daring decision, whatever that means in your life, it'll mean a million, as many of us as there are, there will be different versions of that. But may you stand firmly and proudly and boldly in the love of the God that loves you, knowing that no matter what is in front of you, so is God. God you, but is beside you the entire time. May you know that at your core this week. May we love others the way that God loves us. Amen. Grace and peace, friends. Go be good to each other. See you next week.